Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Viral Music Hub. Um, I'm your host, Lawrence, as per usual. Um, today, we have a very interesting, different type of guest because I actually know this person <laughs> and have known this person for many years now. Um, he has a new album out called Plutonomy. Um, please welcome uh, Tyler Suarez. Tyler, how are you? I'm fabulous. It's so nice to uh, talk to you again, even though it's oh. not in person. But uh, oh yeah, it's always it's always a pleasure. You know, it's it's uh, pretty interesting. You know, Tyler and I have known each other for for quite a few years. We used to be coworkers, actually, hilariously enough. <laughs> which which is and funny. You... Which is funny because it probably won't be the only coworker I have on my podcast <laughs> at some point. So. <laughs> It, it take that for what you will. <laughs> but what's really cool is when you're when you're coworkers <laughs> with somebody, you can you just talk through stuff because you're just you're you know you're you're at the job, right? And then you we've had so many talks about music and like things okay. that we we like and have enjoyed. So it's nice to do it in a formal right. <laughs> recorded situation. Yeah, well, so I'm, I'm excited. Uh, well, I don't happy have to be here. Yeah, well, I don't have scallions in my hands. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Now, yeah. would that make this <laughs> better? Is the, the <laughs> that, true question. That, that is a good point. You, you know, you know. I was like, I didn't think I've, about that. I've never questioned in my life if scallions would make a situation better, but now I can't say that I haven't done that. <laughs> scallions make everything better. Clearly, so you heard. I was that was actually a um, a, a t shirt design that I was thinking about for this new album, but um, <laughs> I, I don't think I. <laughs> And just like that, we're back in uh, in the cooler. But um, yeah, yeah, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> oh man, uh, I tell you, this new album, Tyler. Um, wow, I, it's really I did. I just had. Uh, I don't. There's a lot of words that like I could use, but just wow is like the first one that came to my mind. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you so I, much. When I heard this, uh, yeah, like I honestly, I was just I was blown away. Um, because it really went in a direction I did not expect at all actually from you and and i don't mean that in a bad way it's just no like, yeah it's just like it just completely caught me like off guard and like, i was like whoa like this is different like mm. i'm like and that's like the my problem i've had with a lot of music uh these days feels very much the same yeah. you know there's there's a lot of you know cardboard cutouts going mm -hmm. on and i think in terms of the music industry i'm sure you you understand that now especially with just the ability to everybody to make kind of music now is, is so it's so much easier now to do that. Right. I and, mean, this whole album, the the point of it was kind of to make a commentary on that, on like how capitalism and how culture have kind of intertwined into this thing that nobody can really escape. And art has always been the reason to escape and what to escape for and from even. And now it's like, no, it's just content. So making an album that, again, I I mean, I've made dozens of albums and all of them have been made with the intent of listening to it front to back. Like I'm that old school, like, you yeah. know, you put the record on and you listen through it the whole way. You don't like shuffle is kind of like a sin to me, you know, like not that I'm religious, but like the idea of what a sin would represent because the artist makes something for you to experience it in the way that, you know, that, that they they made it. So when you're taking certain songs, like, now don't get me wrong, I have a couple of fire playlists, but, you know, nothing like putting on an album like Kid A or something like that, you know, and like having an experience. So I'm glad that you were able to 
you know, kind of sense that and feel that and then get to enjoy that experience. Yeah. Yeah. No. Cause like the first thing really when I, today I just kind of clicked when I was listening to it again, um, was like, I'm like, wow, this kind of, it's like got that little, that okay computer experience to it, you know? And I was like, I kind of got that sense from it. It was just that kind of that existential dread that just kind of envelops, envelops that experience. I think it it was very similar to me. I mean, an okay computer was the same. Like I didn't come up with the idea of being like, wow, capitalism is destroying like, right. You know, (laughs) no, but like, that's what, I mean, how many years ago did it, uh okay computer come out yeah and now it's still like you could still say the same things and i would even argue that it's even worse now if anything you know? if anything it predicted what, what was to come yeah, honestly exactly. um in in that industry um and in general the world i mean yeah really so it, it's yeah i think i really did capture that definitely cap was captured very well on your album because that's exactly what i was um, taking away from the whole thing was you know it, it's it's a really just a gigantic form of ex- existential dread that's pulled out and you know it, it describes the uh the terrors of capitalism terrors mm-hmm. of of uh social media likes you know comments getting what you need to get your you know rocks off i guess <laughs> i don't know anymore i mean it's know? all at the end of the day it's all chemically and it's it's a chemical right we're we're chemical beings and like we respond to certain things in certain ways and even music right like, like it's just through vibrations that we hear in our ears but yeah we can feel things it's yes, like they right. everything is being manipulated now and and we we have those chemicals so they're gonna you're gonna doom scroll even if you fight it like i try to stay as like you know to not do that but you that's just designed so that you can't escape it and um but that's why it's it's kind of hilarious because an album or somebody making an album is like doing the same thing it's still feeding into the machine you know like so that's why all my like promotional things and like um just the way i presented the album has been kind of very satirical because yeah it's like that i'm doing what i'm saying i don't like but i have to do it for it for people to listen to it you know so it's just like weird like looking in the mirror while you're yeah you have a 360 camera type thing yeah you're kind of in the the chicken and the egg situation Mm -hmm. there you know and and then it's like you like you're kind of forced into it and yeah and like you said and it's it's really sucks when then that's not really some people just don't like doing that stuff you right. know and, and and it's it's not it's not everybody's thing you know it, it's you know marketing is i always talk to you know it's like some people are very creative people you know but just not in that way it's right they're, yeah it's a different language it's, it's a different language like yeah. you i can say so many things more through a synthesizer and a melody than i can in words in a text box you know yeah or in some sort of advertisement or you know right yeah you know i mean and, and at at the end of the day i I guess that's the biggest thing that it doesn't set me apart. There's tons of indie artists that are, that are doing it, but it's just so hard because you have to do the digging yourself. You have to go on Bandcamp and just like, just find stuff, you know, because the stuff that you're going to hear on your phone is going to be tailored to you. And it's going to be tailored not only to you, but to a mass amount of people that are going to enjoy the sound, you know? Right. Uh, and I, I, I feel like yours uh, for this was actually really neat. I, I actually enjoyed it. It, it wasn't like obnoxious over the top promotion. It, it was just, 
you kind of did it and and i thought i got a chuckle out of the the bolt billboard dude i was i was right? dying. i was like oh my god this guy really did the bill what one <laughs> for the more, bit for the yes. bit he did the billboard for the bit i was like what this more guy. capitalistic thing can you do like <laughs> i think about it all the time like on, uh, on walks or even just driving like this used to be like i sound like such a hippie but like this used to be just like fields and 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 stuff you know like and now we have these ginormous things that are an advertisement for like cigarette companies and like you know all these companies that are are not in your best interest and are only trying to profit and then there's like hey listen to my album about this you know it's yeah. like this so like what what more capitalistic way can you can you do something than to put it on a billboard <laughs> yeah yeah it's like it's like the billboard on the newly built luxury apartments that you walk by yeah <laughs> that's exactly. yeah it's like and it's all combined and you're just like oh my god this is this is literal hell like right here this is like this is our future is this is like mm -hmm. just plastered everywhere no you know it, it's everything there's no space no space no like you know room to get away really it's just they want everything to be everywhere <laughs> so right then the way that you get away becomes then what happened in the enlightenment and with art where you then go into the art instead of going into the world because the, there's a world inside of the art and that's what i hope to have made with this album and everything i've made in the past but more specifically i think i i, I always say whenever i release something that um you know it's my best thing right i mean that not in a cocky way but like you say it because it's the best thing for me right now because it's it's shown my growth it and it's where i am in my life right now and maybe i'll write something in a year i'm not going to maybe like this as much as i do the thing that i'm working in now you know right yeah because like you never know you know it's like you different different sounds just come out you know you know each album i think so i mean my sound has changed so much like and i and uh, what i love about like technology even though i say i don't <laughs> it's not more the technology it's it's mainly the the, the repercussions of it <laughs> yeah exactly and, and how you use the power of technology yeah you know there's so much good you can do with i mean i record everything on my own it's just me everything is me you know the only thing that wasn't me on this album was the last track where my grandpa sang vocals with me that's yeah you know? that was and awesome. that's obviously a very meaningful and purposeful thing you know um which we could get into but um like i wouldn't be able to do any of this without the technology to do you know i can't you can't record that many instruments at one time on a on a four track or on a tape you know right so technology is a great thing but oh yeah to be fair, I just like love, with I love myself a little lo-fi though. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I there was a lot of things too on on this album where I, I I went back. Like I hate like crystal clean sounds. Like even my mixes and like the way I produce it, I can make it sound better. A hundred percent, I can make it sound. But I don't when it's crispy and when it's perfect and when it's polished. I hate it. So why am I gonna make music oh, that I hate? I'm you so know? I'm so with you on that. For the most part, I mean, sometimes I like that type of thing but like yeah 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 but sometimes it's like yeah i like the imperfections are something are kind of nice sometimes i think it adds a little bit to the you know even like just the the sound of like a turntable you know and just yep. like the record scratches you know you don't get that with like streaming streaming you know it's yeah. like yeah that's definitely part of the you know the immersive i think experience in it too um 
yeah. for, I know for me that sound alone just evokes so many memories and like oh my god yeah just the dust like hearing <laughs> vinyl dust like real yeah, vinyl yeah. is like yeah it tingles the things that you know like that bring you back to to what's meaningful to your ears you know in your brain i find but, it uh, fascinating that, that vinyls made such a comeback yeah yeah because of money there was money in it people realize you know people <laughs> they true. realized oh people are gonna buy these again and now they they make like i don't want to use a specific artist because i don't want to diss anybody but like a, a popular artist now and they have a, a on vinyl it's like okay like it's yeah. not a it's not a real vinyl because it wasn't made in you know ah yeah and it's it's, it's at urban outfitters on the the, the rack you know like <laughs> honestly like I don't want to get big uh, enough in my music to where I uh, my record is at an Urban Outfitters. Like, <laughs> I would hate that. Urban Outfitters. Yeah, it's very true because I have been to an Urban Outfitters and that's... Not saying I don't shop there. I mean... 100% accurate. Yeah, Jen got a, a nice shirt from there or something the other day. I was looking at a beanie, but like, man, yeah. Yeah, no, nah, so uh, and it's like crazy. I like the vinyl prices now and I'm just like, are you oh, out of your right. mind? Exactly. I'm like... I'm, being, yeah. I'm not gonna $40 pay dollars for yeah yeah like i'm like that is just absurd and that's why you and where you say like it's money like you say that's like mm -hmm. that's a literal nostalgia cash grab like because right. mm -hmm. that, there's no reason the, the profit margin they must be making on vinyl is like i don't even want to know it, it's probably a disgusting amount but yeah but yeah. and then and then i always want to like stand up for the art i mean i'm i'm thinking like smaller artists not like a, a, a hugely famous artist but yeah. like because they don't you don't make any money on streaming you know you make pennies right. so it's like you got to get the money somewhere which you know yeah but like oh but I, there were so many things on this record that i i i'm a big believer in like first takes i'll like brainstorm some ideas kind of play through some things but like i never usually go back and like oh i can play this part better you know like if I, mm -hmm. I kept, cause I captured something in there. Like that was a moment in time. And now I'm trying to be like that refl too reflective. Like there's so many things where I listen back and I'm like, there's just something captured in there. And you can't, you can't do that with just plugging into a computer. You got to use tape. You got to use uh, effects pedals. You have to use yeah. things in the physical real world instead of just plugins and all this editing, you know? Oh yeah, I, I and I think like so, a lot of stuff now does fall victim to the overproduction, you know, yeah, yeah. bug for sure. Um, I, I honestly at times it, it feels like um production is like trying to take the main stage over mm. the artist at times, and I feel like then it's like you've kind of lost the plot at that point as a producer right. because that's not what it's about. Right. Yeah. Well, I think both of us are also big like punk rock fans yeah. and like uh, music that sounds like it was recorded with a toaster. And like <laughs> it's it's supposed to sound like it was like that toaster has so much anger in it, you yeah. know, like. Right. And you there's only that way to capture it. Like imagine I was thinking this the other day I was listening to The Clash and I was like, imagine if somebody tried to like write a Clash song now. <laughs> it it would it would not sound good because the clash sounds good because of the equipment that they had and the resources that they had and the emotion that they put into it. 
but, but Tyler, like, we need double track. Re- <laughs> we need double track vocals on this Clash song. Come on, <laughs> we, we need triple track synths and like you know. We need hard pans. And- <laughs> Dude, come on, this like this. No, no, that's nonsense. We need. <laughs> but there's just something so pure, right, about those. Like, re- I also had another epiphany um, the other day that my favorite albums my favorite from my favorite artists were all that like made me who i am and made me the music musician i am today they came out in the same year wow <laughs> 1977 the talking heads came out with 77 yeah rocket to russia came out from um the ramones and the clash released the clash yeah <laughs> like oh. that's like oh and all that all happened in one year. And like to think that wasn't in, like there's something cosmological about that and to have that realization. And I had tons of those realizations making this record and really kind of drawing from those inspirations. You know, I, you said you heard, a um, you know, Radiohead. Obviously, I'm, I'm a big like Bleachers, the 1975 fan. You know, I love I love existential art. <laughs> I really do. And uh so tying that into like my punk rock alternative roots, um, and we have an, an an album that I'm super proud about. Yeah, I mean, I tell you, it. I mean, there's so many songs, you know, to me that that really just stood out. Um, yeah, tell me know, your thoughts. Uh, yeah, I told you this um, in between, which I know you actually released. I think before the whole album came yeah, out. Yeah, that was the first single. Yeah, yeah, and, and I was like, whoa, like this is, this is the one. Like this is this is the peak like for you like this is right well right now i should say it's not like it won't you yeah, yeah. not like you've peaked here but like for now <laughs> it's just have. downhill from here tyler <laughs> <laughs> That's like, yeah it's like oh no i didn't mean like i didn't mean no, like I didn't that. Take like, it that way. <laughs> um and that's why it was the single you know i i felt that too not that i you know thought it was the greatest song that i've ever written but there was something like we were talking about before there's something in it you know like you, you just can't put your finger on it and yeah it's just a lot of my music too. I, um, I, I don't structure it a lot. So I kind of just, st- I start the song with an idea. Um, and then I just see where it goes. Like, I'm never really worried about like, Oh, that's a good chorus or like, it needs a chorus here. Yeah. So when you listen through the song, it's, you're listening through me writing it. So, and I think that's, uh, how I approach everything now is like, I just start it and, and then, as you're listening through, that's what I was listening for when I was writing it. So, you know, like the bridge that was never written before the beginning thing uh, you know, that has this like um, this flow to it that I think you, that's how you experience listening to it. So that's how I should make it. Right. Yeah. yeah and then the, actually the instrumental that you have after that, 1008. Um, yeah, yeah that, I thought that was really, really interesting. Um, I was like, whoa, like this, I was not expecting that after, right, right after that. It was um, very like 80s influence, I, I feel. Mm. That was all recorded on a um, a tape too. Yeah. That's... So it has that, has that tape feel, you know, it's not like the clearest, the bass, there's like the bass really isn't there, but like you yeah. can feel its presence there. Um, and that's, it's, the funny story with that one is, um, it was the first thing I ever recorded when I moved into my apartment with my fiance. Um, it's the first thing I recorded once I set up all my studio gear. And it was like this thing that I started on like 
three different loops on a couple loop pedals running through a bunch of pedals on my pedal board. Mm. And I kind of was just like mixing it live and like bringing loops in and bringing them out. And then I had this like 10 minute long thing and I kind of chopped it up um, to where I thought I was saying the most things. Um, oh, it, it, and that kind of started the, the baseline, the, the foundation of that song. And then I added some more piano and then um, that voicemail, obviously this is a super um, personal voicemail to me that a lot of, I mean, I put everything I am into my music. So there's, you know, I, I'm always putting people's voices or people's, you know, their phrases and the things that only, you know, my family members would understand and in, uh, in, in my art, cause my art is me. Yeah. Yeah. There was, I felt like there was kind of a little bit of like cryptic, like messaging in some of the songs yeah, a little bit like mm-hmm. now cryptic out of subliminal. I don't know. I wouldn't know exactly what the word yeah subliminal kind of like yeah it felt like at times it was like subliminal because i think what kind of went along though with like the theme you're going with yeah because like that's what you're you're portraying is going on in society right now is essentially Mm -hmm. we are being programmed you know yeah (laughs) and and you're that i think when you slip those little things in there i definitely feel like it was like that it, I don't know. It, it kind of related to your concept of the album to me. Thank you. Yeah, because you're feeling or you're trying to understand what you're hearing. Right. And then, but you're also feeling a certain way differently. Or like, and you have those two things coming at you at once. You don't know which one to process and like which one takes precedent is like exactly what happens when you open up your phone. Like <clears throat> you could send a text to, to, your, to your mom or to your loved yeah. one, but like, you just open up an app and start scrolling, you know, like there's those, those right. things that you focus, you choose to focus on. Like I played this whole album for my, my grandma and she was totally lost. She had no clue. Like she, she couldn't, <laughs> she couldn't listen to it with ears more than like, what are you saying? Are your vocals supposed to be that distorted? You know, my grandma doesn't sound like that, but I, I felt like I needed to make her sound like an old lady. Sorry, grandma, if you're listening, you don't wow. sound like that. Um, but, you know, like there's in and again, I love the beauty of that is that you can listen to a song and not understand a word of the message, but you like the groove, like the groove was tight, you know, yeah. or like you listen to a song and you're like, whoa, those lyrics just, you know, poetry. But the music was like, wait, there was music to it, you know? <laughs> yeah. And also, though, I, I also think um there's another kind of theme that is uh encaptured on the album alongside this and i i think there's there's the uh theme of what's you know our ex- our existence and why are we here and what are we doing and and i think that's i know for me personally that's something i struggled with for years and um i definitely related to many of the things that you were saying on some of these songs because it was just like whoa i'm like yep i've been there right now so so coming from your perspective i've i'd love to hear because i know what the album sounds like i know what it felt like to make it but like to have an outsider who experienced it um not having any of those experiences that i had when you listen to that right some of those things are like you don't want to think about them because you think about them enough right but like then you you choose to listen to an album that then talks about it and beats you over the head with it like i want to know that what that feeling was like this <laughs> this is an album to me that sounds 
like a very much of a reflection of the time period that we are living in right now of mm-hmm. uncertain of uncertainty and uh in our role and uncertainty in our future um i think that plays a very large role in the um the concept of this album mm-hmm. and i i feel i feel that energy every time i listen to it there's a mm-hmm. sense of helplessness you know that's like very very present on some of these songs mm-hmm. and, and the lyrical content accompanied by the music. Right. Right. And now taking that and feeling that then you have to turn the, the, uh, the album's done or you have to stop listening to it. And then you have to just, you know, continue I, living. And, right? and, I, and I just remember is have a nice day was like the perfect example of what yes. I'm talking about. I, I, that's what I was getting, getting to is that song is like the, so like, wow. Like I, all of these things, my thoughts, like in, in all the things that we all think about, but maybe, you know, some people don't give as much weight as other people, but then you're just at the end of the day, you're just like, all right, well, yeah, have a nice day. You know, like yeah, right. did you catch any traffic, you know, like those things that is just like life. Like sometimes it just gets too heavy and then you just have to like, just have a nice day, you know? So by the end of the album, you're just like, oh, okay. Like, so I just got to just have a nice day, you know? Yeah. So like nothing not matters, like you say in the song. Yeah. It doesn't matter anymore. Like what why am I like why right. am I bearing my like thoughts and yeah. opinions to people that are basically just tuning them out because they don't want to hear more than surface level? Yes. You know, exactly. And, exactly. And, and I think that's you know, just a growing like um problem in our society right now. Um yeah. of you know, people don't really want to have the the, the tough conversations. Yeah. anymore they, and, you know people would rather make their their tiktok meme and then just go about mm-hmm. their their day and you know and i sounded like the biggest boomer saying that and i just <laughs> to feel disgusting right now but no but um, it's so true i mean but those, that's the thing those that's dang thing. tiktok memes <laughs> but right now right you're thinking about what somebody else is going to be like oh this guy is just it's like but no that's not what you're like you know that's not what you think but like yeah. because people can't get past like it's like we 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 are talking in clickbait form, like yes. how, like I'm not trying to look for an argument with anybody. I'm actually looking for your point of view and your perspective, and I'd love to share mine. Like you know, like maybe we'll find somewhere where where we could meet. But this is a, a story that as as old as time. Like right. people can't realize like you could have opposing views and still find some middle ground because nowadays we're so you're all the way this way or you're all the way that way. And like, I I just personally, I don't know if it's the optimistic side of me, but like, I feel like we need that like second, like enlightenment to to happen. And I think it should come through art, but it's going to take a a long time to do it because there's that connection to making money and and producing content in music. Yeah, there's a lot of obstacles in the way right now, for sure. It's, yeah, yeah there, culturally it's and of, societally, yeah, like, right. It, it, and they're it, on purpose. They're on purpose so that we don't raise rise up, at, you know, as right. people that oh, are artistic, yeah. you know, yeah. and come together and like think a bigger. I mean, look at the hip, like in in the seventies, like like not not like free love and like you know, but like thinking like why don't we're all just people like let's all come together and like love each other like that's why i hate when people like trash on hippies and like you're such a hippie like just love each other like literally yeah i make kindergarten teacher these kids love each other 
You know, they have that love in them. Why do we strip it away? Right. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a whole you know that's other, a different podcast yeah yeah i mean i could i could talk about that at length for you know but it, it's but it, yeah you're 100 but that's the beautiful thing about art is that all of those conversations and all those topics and all those springboards are all encapsulated in literally sound waves yeah oh i know <laughs> it, it's it's really it honestly blows my mind sometimes like what we can capture in the form of like yeah a a beat essentially <laughs> yeah i mean what blows my mind is that whatever we hear whatever that comes through our eardrums is just four different wave forms you know yeah like sine wave square wave like those and it's just how we perceive it and how it's presented to us yeah actually well i remember you know you did your uh little like with the color concept album which i i still find very interesting i still listen to it every so often oh awesome um, my, my shuffle will will throw one on for me one time and i'm like oh yeah there we go nice. i remember i'm like yeah like no i i honestly thought that was really cool i, th I thought that was really your first like really experimental um yeah you know out of the box thing you did and i was like whoa this is like this is cool like music is colors like this like Let's what does a color what does a color sound like yeah and i and i and like i never thought of it that way until mm -hmm. that and i was like he's not he's onto something here like mm -hmm. why did i not think of this it, it but the thing is though and it's like and then i kind of realized i'm like this isn't a new thing like right, right i've right. like i've associated colors with many different things like for the my whole life yeah what you know what's making it stopping it from being associated with music too Exactly. Yeah. Like why are all my t-shirts in my, my closet black? Like I obviously get a vibe from wearing black t-shirts, you know? Right, right. Like, um, but yeah, but that album also too was a commentary on like the slow start of the destruction of land and like how we should really just take the time to like sit and like, it, it's so funny cause I'm not the biggest meditator and, um, Jen, my fiance, uh, is, is a huge meditator and she's always trying to get me to meditate with her. And I find like, I, th I think I know it's going to help me. So I don't do it. You know what I mean? It's one of those things, but it's also <laughs> where like, if I stop and I sit and I listen to an instrumental piece or like something from Brian Eno or like some, some kind of ambient thing that just captures a, a feeling and a mood and I'm in nature, it's like the trippiest thing in the world. Like if you actually immerse yourself and like oh, yeah. try to be present, like there's no other feeling like that. And that's, it's just such a beautiful thing that is part of existence, human existence that we're like not even paying any mind to anymore. Right. Yeah. And I think that's when you can really experience like a music, music at its, its finest is when you're actually able to clear your brain. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. In I know for me is it is the absolute dickens to do it for you know because I I deal with some you know ADHD all that mm -hmm. fun Same. stuff so your brain as you know is like constantly you know working and it's like I think yeah. if you're not in the right state of mind sometimes like these things won't hit you as much because it's almost like your one side of your mind your left side of your brain is like finding your right side yeah in that in that like situation i feel yeah and what what's happened with me is i mean you it takes how long to write an album i mean you could i mean i've been working on this one particularly like a year and a half right yeah and this whole year and a half i'm just in between these two headphones and <laughs> yeah it's like 
this therapeutic thing where both of my spheres, hemispheres of my brain are coming together. Like they're not fighting anymore. Like they're part of the middle of the experience. And that's why I love, like, I don't know how people don't listen to music and headphones. Like there's just something of it. It's like your own little time machine, like your own little portal. Yeah, you know? I, I I do love my my JBL Bluetooth speaker though. I will say, I think. oh, that's true. I mean, you can get it, and it's it ex, you experience it different because you're experiencing yeah. the sound bouncing around whatever's in the room, and you can feel it. Yeah, you know? I, that's why I like, love that. That's why I love that feeling. I've always yeah. loved, I always loved listening to music from a speaker. I, well, that's I, like a live show, right? That's right. why live shows are so amazing because you're not only hearing the music but you're feeling it. You know, more yeah. than you would in just headphones. Right. Well, I mean, I, it used to blow my mind back when my dad had his turntable set up from like the 80s <laughs> and, and like he would still use it and then it would still sound like amazing it was just yeah it just felt like blow your socks off sound mm-hmm. it was just like oh my god like the just the clear like the the grittiness and the sound of it was just so it's it's just different it's like you know it is hard to explain like the, the difference but it, it does hit differently and i you know the jbl speaker it's not that but it's you know for me it it kind of replicates right sort of the thing I'm a modern at. version yeah 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 like I don't know I've never been a big headphones guy actually I I, oh, I really I've honestly I've been the opposite <laughs> I know oh, that's awesome yeah I don't love headphones um most a lot of the reason is just my head shape and like my <laughs> my in my ear shape it's purely cosmetic <laughs> it, 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 it's just it's just a struggle a lot of times. And my, I hear you though. My ears get sore. Like the side of my head gets like, it's yeah, it's weird, but (laughs) but yeah, I don't know. I like, it's just, but you also, I think you, um, you're a big concert guy. Like you, like, so like having that as you're like being brought up as a musician, your internal musician is like, no, I want to hear that stuff pointed directly at my ears and feel you know yeah, yeah. i was i was the kid who you know always had headphones on on the bus because i couldn't deal with all the overstimulation oh, and yeah. i had to you know that one album that was specifically for the bus ride and then the other album specifically for when i was walking to you know like those yeah. things that that was me <laughs> oh yeah no i i mean i, I totally get it it's it's like i sometimes like that too it's different i guess it's like for certain situations i like it yeah. Well, like this. Yeah. So this album, right? Like there's so many things that you just I purposely do. Jen says to me all the time, she's like, I can't really hear that part that you're you're talking about. And I'm like, yes, exactly. Like I want I want people and I know I don't care who does it, but I want people to be able to dig. You know, right. that's the beautiful thing about songs. If you start to think about the songs that you you like, you right. like it because you can listen to it again and you hear something a little bit different you know yeah and i think it's funny because like as a musician you listen to things differently than other people exactly um and it's it's funny for me because like sometimes i'll i'll be listening to a song and then i'll just be like i'll start hyper fixating on one instrument Mm -hmm. and i'm like wow that bass line is something else (laughs) and then i like start like tuning out the other yeah and i'm like whoa wait a second i'm like just like i'm just listening to the bass line right now and that's so hard for like, it, it, it's, it's, it's crazy to me too, especially going through like music school, like where you get another level of hearing things totally different. And now you're hearing yeah. like, and you can express it in a more like logistical way with like chord names, shapes, blah, 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 whatever. All that matters is you are hearing it and feeling it totally different than anybody else. 
you know, like, like I mentioned about my grandma, like I know she's not here in that cool little bass line. She doesn't even, no. you know, know what a bass sounds like really, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Like those, those people experience it as a one big picture. Yeah. You know, and where... sometimes I wish I could do that. Sometimes I'm right. listening to a song, like somebody shows me and I'm hyper fixating on like a melody line or a, a, an instrument. And then I'm like, Oh, I got to listen to the song again. Cause I didn't listen to it, but then I listen to it again. I can't hear it as a whole. Like I can yeah. never hear the whole I'm always like, bouncing around so i wish i had like virgin ears sometimes yeah. to where right. like i wasn't a musician all the time with my ears yeah no it, and it's like yeah and that's like how like i think this is how our brains like work you know and uh but how do you feel about like um say an artist that like like yourself that did go to like musician you know like teaching and like all mm -hmm. that like or versus someone who's who does it kind of like on their own like how do you feel like like about that difference do you think that one lends more to you know than the other or that's a great question i think i was actually thinking about this the other day too because just because you go to music school doesn't mean you're a better musician like there's so many people that don't go to music school that are amazing right you know and it's but what i think the benefits come from in my in my situation is a little different because i knew i wanted to teach so you can't teach without you know, going through that channel, you know, so I knew I, I wanted to do that, but in music school or, you know, you, I think you get the ways to explain it to another person a little bit better. Like there's a lot of musicians who just don't know why they like this chord shape or this chord or this sound or this, this, they don't know why, but they do it. And they, but when you're a music, when you go through schooling, which again, the schooling system is just for profit anyway. So like there's tons of classes that I didn't need to take. There's tons of classes that I should have had been able, had the opportunity to take, but you know, I'm a teacher and college is a scam, you know, yes. that type of, I have that mindset, you know, yeah. which is why I teach kindergarten in through fourth grade. But um, you're able to be able to be like, you're, you're able to understand the music and why you like certain things on a more, sophisticated yeah and and like you're able to articulate it better like i'm able to understand why this bass line sounds good over this chord progression because of these notes that go together and these certain you could go you know super in depth into why one note fits with you know but the end of, at the end of the day it really comes down to you're a good musician because you are you and you can get that out yeah in, in the physical form <laughs> Yeah, it, it's funny because I feel like there's a, a very similar phenomenon in sports, actually, with that. Um, mm. Michael Jordan, one of the greatest, you know, to ever play basketball. When he coached, he was terrible. Right. He was a terrible GM. He was a terrible coach. <laughs> and why is that? Because Michael Jordan was so naturally talented. He didn't have all the X's and O's and all that. Stuff. He just knew where to go. Right. He knew what to do because he he just had the instinct for it, but he couldn't explain his greatness to right. other people. And it frustrated him because he didn't have that. But meanwhile, a lot of coaches you see were guys that really sat the bench, watched. Yeah. Right. Learned, the technical aspect of it. Heard the X's and O's. They understood. Mm -hmm. they, they understood why we're doing this. 
not just, hey, we're doing this. They understand the whys of, hey, this is why we are running this play. In this Mm -hmm. situation, you have the better understanding of the game itself that you can now tell other people why they're doing what they're doing. Right. Like you said, as a music teacher, you can now explain why. Right. And, and the whole ironic thing is now I'm, I've come full circle to where I don't even want to explain, like, I don't want to explain to them what the difference between fast and slow is. I want them to be able to feel it, know it, and then, maybe explain it to me you know like so there's that like kind of idea of like teaching is there's this theory about like the empty vessel like everyone is an empty vessel and you have to be filled your vessel has to be filled right by an external source whether it be through religion whether it be through education whether whether it be through you know family you have to get filled but i don't necessarily subscribe to that i think that we're already all filled we're, we're filled on who we are we just it's just kind of all stirred up. And then through your life, you kind of separate the oil and the vinegar, you know? Yeah, I absolutely. You know, it's you, you can't force feed someone how to learn music. Yeah, no. there, that's not something you can do. It's not, you know, AX plus, you know, B equals C, you know, yeah. it's not that's not what music is. It's but yes. people look at it like that. And then that's why you get formulaic songs. That's why you get songs that have the same chord progression as 80,000 other songs. You know, that's because people are looking at it like an algebra equation. Right. And, and look, don't get me wrong. Music theory is very important. It's very. Absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. very vital to. to right. Use. Like you can. That's the that's the beauty about. I think I, I didn't mention this, but about learning those things is like. That doesn't mean you need to subscribe to them. Yeah. That doesn't mean you need yeah. to do them. Music like theory. I break things all the time on purpose. Right. Yeah, yeah. Music theory is part of the equation, not the sum of all parts. Yes, exactly. Uh, That it it has to be with your own creativity and your own ideas, and like your own what you're bringing to the table. It's yeah, music is you know, and that's why we you know we talked about before you know music is becoming commodified. It's Mm -hmm. you know, and that's and that's kind of you know the problem I think we're developing now, and you know it's formula after formula, it's after formula, and now it's like, yeah, and it's frustrating because you see the playbook and it's being run, and you know you know Mm -hmm. it's like I know what's coming now, like oh watch watch out another gritty you know like viral marketing campaign, well boy, like yeah yeah. And it's like, you know, and then you just know what's coming after that. And, you know, music is very much a commodity in that regard now. And the way, so uh, I, I look at it exactly like that. And then I'm like, but what can I do to not do that? You know, like, how can I, how can I escape it? Right. Like, how can I figure out how to have my own revolution? And it's like the, the simple things of like, like not going, this is not about music, but like not going to Starbucks and like going to your local cafe. Like you can do that with music. You can go on Bandcamp and you can just yeah. literally, if you're feeling like funk fusion, click on that, find somebody who's just doing it to do it. And then maybe you'll like some, you know, and then you'll find a ton of other people. Like you don't need to find somebody because they have X amount of followers. I just, yeah. I hate that. Like, you're going to find somebody, you're going to listen to their music and you're going to know like, oh, yeah, I like this. 
Right. You know, so that's, that's my, um, that's my quote of the day. Find your own ways to have your own revolutions. That's yeah. That's pretty much (laughs) sums it up better than I could ever sum it up. So I do want to touch on a, a little bit of a sensitive subject, but I think it's very important to you and your, your being and why you're here and what you're doing, what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So your aunt done, you know, very, um, very tragic situation. I, I don't know if you would like to explain. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, I don't want to put, you know, my words, you know. No, you said you said it perfectly. It is we I feel like a lot of us, you know, if we have one moment or we have multiple moments, but there's definitely moments in your life that just totally like yank the steering wheel and make you go down the road that you're meant to be or right. Like and um, when it, I was in eighth grade, um, my aunt was the principal of Sandy Hook Elementary School in uh, Newtown, Connecticut. Um, where, you know, lost a lot of amazing kids and a lot of amazing teachers. Um, she tried to stop that. And, um, we would have talks all the time about teaching. You know, she would, she would talk all the time about how she thought I should be a teacher. Cause I always was like pursuing music. You know, I wanted to be a musician, but she was like, yeah, you want to do that, but like, you should teach it. So other people want to do it too. And uh, so we would talk about that all the time. And then, so losing her in that awful situation, um, while it was hard to get through a bunch of years, the music was that thing that made me able to get through it. And it was like, oh, okay, I'm going to teach music. You know, I'm going to do, I'm going to combine those things. So while it's, you know, I, I never want to make light of a situation like that, but sometimes you have to. And like that made me closer to my family. That made me closer to my grandfather. My grandfather and I wrote a song for her to to yes. to grieve her. And like that song is the best song I've ever written. And I will listen to that song with with my family forever. You know, yeah, it's um, special, special. Yeah, and 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 it was like such a beautiful moment for my grandfather and I to share that would never have happened. You know, there's so many things in my life that would never have happened. And some things just have to happen, even if you don't want them to. Um, but in on this album, that's when you were referring to 1008, the track 1008. That's a voice message from her daughter that she left me on the first day that I had my first day of teaching. So I, I was hired as a public general music school, public school general music teacher. And I taught my first day. And I got, I got home to that voicemail like of on, on her daughter telling me like, she would be so proud, like wake up tomorrow and just, you know, give those kids, give those kids what they deserve and go, go teach your ass off, you know? And that's amazing. Oh my gosh. And that was, again, that was the track that I record the first thing I recorded in this studio. So it's like a monumental thing in my life that now is captured just like, you know, her song Little Princess was captured in yeah. um, forever in my whole entire life. You know, it'll be a part of who I am and who my, you know, what what my family is and what we, you know, believe in. Um, but I, I thank you for bringing that up, too, because it's, it's always a hard thing because um, you never really want to talk about it. But even talking about it now, like I just see I, I've gone through the process of of grief already. And I mean, grief never never goes away you know but 
you have those ways that you tackle that grief. And I've re I'm just so happy that I've, I've been able to find those ways, you know, never goes fully away, but I mean, again, I'm sure you use music to the, to the same degree, you know? Oh, oh yeah, very much. So, you know, I, it's uh, very big in that regard for me, you know, I need to match my mood sometimes and, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, and it, and it kind of matches my energy when I'm in a place, you know, or you have certain records that you like listen to with somebody or like that, you know, yeah. somebody showed you that maybe you no longer have here. And it's just that, that, that music just sounds so different just yeah. from something happening that that music was already written. Those it, it's already, it's a, it's a wave file, you know, but you can, now yeah. you listen to it and you feel it differently. It's like, you can feel people and, and feelings you could feel feelings yeah okay yes. you could feel feelings <laughs> but you could feel those in 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 music yeah that's that's my next like album title feel feelings feel feelings honestly that's that stops <laughs> that's a, that, that'll be my first album title when I, in in 10 years when i make we should make an album <laughs> no when we we'll, we'll make a single together and and we'll it'll be called feel feelings nice I love it. I love it already. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. But yeah, no, I think, I think music, you know, it's crazy how you can attach like experience, you attach these experiences to it, you know, certain songs. It it really is like, a t I always tell people like music is like a time machine. Yeah. <laughs> literally can be like a time machine. It's like, I know songs that just literally transport me back to a time, a place, or sometimes yeah. just a period of time. Like, in mm -hmm. my life like that's what happens to me when i listen to stuff like you know like third eye blind or something mm. you know like that it makes me feel like i'm in the house like five years old my dad has mtv on mm. yeah you know, and you're like drawn right back to there yeah right and, and, and you know my it's funny because my dad always said like he's like oh you're the first song you ever danced to was uh basket case i was like i'm like oh nice i was like i was like i kind of like, i was like two years old just like just i love that making him replay the video over and over <laughs> it's like play it again i wasn't done <laughs> i need to dance more repeat <laughs> i love that and well you know me i'm i i was i came out of the womb listening to green day so. yeah, right <laughs> so yeah you know i'm sure you understand that experience yeah um yeah yeah you've come a long way from singing green day songs in the produce cooler i, I must say <laughs> why thank you <laughs> very loudly yes <laughs> my, my ad. <laughs> everybody is... could everybody could hear it <laughs> and now i do it and i get paid to do it as a teacher <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i know like the, the now, now you get paid to actually do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was just you were getting paid while doing it now you're getting paid to do it <laughs> to do it exactly <laughs> life like, is a beautiful thing right <laughs> it, it is it's something else it's like the full the circle is as kids come full circle yeah i was just gonna say we started this podcast like got all this existential dread and like all this <laughs> anger and, and we're now we're like life's beautiful you know because that's i mean i hope that's what people take from listening to it front to back, you know, like at the, at the end, you, the name of the song at the end is looking forward to the past. Like that's, that's what we do, but like, maybe we should just look forward, you know? Right. And it's uh, funny because yeah. that looking forward to the past is I think the, the third, the third song on the album. And um, 
and then that last song on the album is looking forward to the press past reprise so a reprise so it comes back and it's the same song but totally different yeah and, um, it's like an acoustic more of an acoustic rendition with your your grandfather yeah because he wrote the lyrics to that song oh so wow. everything is written by me um except like i said that song he he sang with me and so the lyrics are by him and he he gave me them almost like as a as a poem and he was like just you know try to make some music to it and looking forward to the past the third track is what i did that's what i heard and then i was like well we should get together and we should write it together because and then we wrote a totally different version of it together so i thought it was just so powerful like this was what i thought and then by the end of the album you're getting what i think communally right what i sometimes you can't just live in your head you have to you have to experience it with other people and you have to let them in because i have some right, hard time letting people in music in collaboration you know just always makes music i think you know takes it up a notch whether i mean not to not to sound like um like stuck up but like what would the talking heads be without brian eno yeah like as their producer and at like like hanging out with david and like getting like all of the things happen because of the environment that they were brought up in us as people music art anything so by the end of the album you're you're no longer alone with those thoughts you're with somebody you love you're with whoever you know you're just with another human existing existing together you just you have to navigate it oh and i think that's also you know has been the downfall of many a big band you know um it was the lack that, of collaboration whereas the shutout starts after yep. you know they you know they're they're open to the creative process when their ego isn't big you know and then the mm-hmm. ego gets bigger and then the more it's like the shutout begins and it's like i don't want to hear your ideas i know what i'm doing like this is how i want it to sound like yeah i've i've always thought that but i've never framed it in in that way that um in this context like that's why, like, I mean, talking heads, it, just to make that point, but not even mean this point, like talk, talking heads, they stopped doing stuff because they all stopped agreeing on things and stopped wanting, wanting to listen to other people's like, this is no, this is what a talking heads song is. No, this is what a talking heads song is, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's happened to the biggest bands, hell, the Beatles went through the uh, yeah. uh literally did an album where it wasn't even like you know all their own you know it was like all their different songs they just threw them on there and it played on each other's songs but yeah you know and it's like it but yeah at that point you, the, you know the cracks were already there you know these guys were starting to get their own ideas and then you know it it just it shifted the band you know and and yeah. yes, while they still made some good art at the end because of it, you know, it, but it couldn't, it couldn't continue on like that. Yeah. You know? And I mean, I've done, I've done um, lots of collaborations um, in the past, but, and I, I mean, I have been in a bunch of bands too, like when I was younger and I just, I never really liked it, to be honest, like playing music with other people. Like I had a, um, was my friends in college where we just we had a class that we had to play together so we were like hey well why don't we do it not in class and like all of our vibes just like melded into one and we were just jamming you know and that's what at the end of the day what a band should be you know right. like 
like a fusion band is or a jazz quartet or something like that. They're just vibing. You oh. know, they have a little, they have a, you have a melody you play and then you just vibe. Oh, those um, guys are just another level though. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. I visited um, God. one of my best ever friends. I call him a brother. Um, my friend Hunter, he goes to Berkeley college of music now. And um, he's just an insane, like the way that, like, I think pretty critically about music, but the way that he, you know, we were jamming and he was like adding these like ah, augmented chords on top of my, and like Oof. different voicings. And it was like, oh my dude, God. like <laughs> we used to play like four chord songs in our basement with, yeah. you know, like you, <laughs> you could chill a little bit. And, but like, it was so amazing. Cause like, that's who he's grown to be. And obviously I've grown from the four chords too, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's the goal. Yeah. Oh my God. I was, I was listening to the album actually. I mean, cause I make, art for myself so it's so funny like people are like wait you like listen i'm like yeah i bump my stuff all the time like if i don't know who to listen to and i don't feel like discovering a new person i'm gonna shuffle all of my music just because it's like going through a photo album like yeah i, I can go and listen to songs that man i did not know how to sing you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like and i was recording it onto like an ipod like oh man and that's but that stuff is on spotify and like anybody in the world like people in switzerland are bumping it like <laughs> like that's so cool and and i can listen to it and like cringe but also like admire my growth yeah and, that... but I, I was listening to this album my point that i was going to make is that i don't even really have a lot of guitar on this album and no, i'm a guitar true. player you yeah. know like but again it, it goes to the fact that like when the guitar is there it's there for a purpose and and it's made its presence is made clear you know what i mean yeah like, I'm never one for just adding stuff to add stuff you know there's always a a layer that is there right for yes. somebody to look for and for somebody to enjoy i yeah i you put it perfectly i yeah that's exactly how i feel you know it's some, well, i'm I, glad that you enjoyed uh the album I I, oh. I I really do yeah i really truly it's your it's your finest collective like work i mean yeah for sure i mean it's i, I definitely really... felt that too um like a lot of the time i i second guess like track list or like like even with this one i kind of the other day i was like there's really no like upbeat like or up tempo like faster tempo songs they're all kind of like in the same area except have a nice day you know yeah, which right. I was like, I did that, but I didn't even realize that I did that. And that was on purpose. Like yeah. I did that because it doesn't need one of those because it would, it would it inter interfere with the true feeling and message of the the piece. Right. So. Yeah. It's just, you just can't throw things in there to throw them in there sometimes. You know, if you're, if you're really trying to do a concept or like. I've heard horror like stories though, about like industry people being like, no. well okay but you need a song that yeah. is you know blink 182 yeah. i think i heard recently um uh mark said something about like how i i think it might have been dude ranch i don't want to misquote um but like one of their albums they like went and it was like yeah no you you need a song that's like radio friendly or whatever and they were like so pissed off that they they wrote like 
I think it was all the small things. They're yeah, like, that's some, yeah, that was right? yeah, it was all the small things. That was 100% the parody. Yeah, they were But so then yeah. imagine if the record label didn't say that to them. They yeah. you know? So it's yeah. like no matter how much you can criticize and I did a whole album on it on all of this these awful things, there's always good in them somewhere. Sometimes there's lightning in the bottle, you know, it's just you catch it at the right time, yeah. right? Or sometimes there's light in the bottle and sometimes yeah. we, we can't see that light you know, until somebody shows it to us. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's a very good point too. <laughs> um, But yeah. So what, you know, what's your plan now for, you know, the upcoming, like, you know, next few years, maybe, you know? As you, as yeah. You... I mean, it, it's so funny. Cause it's like, whenever somebody's asked that, I feel like it's always like, well, yeah, I'm just going to, you know, ride this. And like, I already have like, five other things projects that I've been working like I can't stop because it's the way it's like yeah. it's my diary it's my therapy it's my way that I process the world so I mean I have tons of um musical projects I'm working on I'm actually working starting so now I'm like in the process of really sitting down and going to start recording like a whole album with songs that my grandfather and I write together oh that's awesome I love that I love and that. I just think in my in my point this point in my life like I I want that experience with him and like I, it's so funny I've showed him like how to record voice memos on his phone because he always gets these like lyrical ideas to his like poetry nice. Nice. and I'm like just record it so I can like make a song out and we can do it together and like so I'm excited for this like bonding experience through music um my grandfather is basically my dad you know and um he's kind of at the root too it's always like aunt dawn's there and and my grandfather's there and i'm just lucky enough to still be able to spend the time with him you know and i want to do that through music um but i have also a bunch of crazy like conceptual things too that i'm working on so um nothing set um like to announce but i guess my announcement would be that the album is out and uh but um how funny would it be if your grandfather ends up becoming more famous than you honestly i would love that for him i really would <laughs> the, I, he'll be like the next neil young <laughs> i'll just like seriously that would be amazing i would love to sit behind him with a guitar like that would be my my dream because honestly, like, I don't, like I said, like, I don't want my record in an Urban Outfitters. Like, I, I probably, <laughs> I probably wouldn't even enjoy, like, being more well-known. You know, I'd like to do more shows than I do. I mean, it's hard when you're a teacher to find the time. But, um, yeah, I would love for my grandfather to become famous. <laughs> also, I think, I think I don't want my album to be in an Urban Outfitters should be your next, like, big t-shirt. <laughs> no, that's a song. That should be... That should be a song, a song like, title. A, like the fallout boy song title. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I, if you notice, I do like a good long song title. <laughs> yes. <laughs> please don't put my album in an urban outfitters and <laughs> or please don't play this song in Hollister or like something stupid, <laughs> like, like a throwback to like the mall days. Oh God. Does Hollister even exist still? I was just, when I said that, like, I think the last Holl Hollister oh. I, I walked by, like it was just the, the little like shack thing that they have on the outside and it wasn't like it was it was empty stupidest shit ever oh my god i, I remember i went like went into a house for one time and i'm like i never want to be back in here ever again. i had the same experience yep i'm like this yeah. is the scariest thing i've ever seen in my life like, like why does it feel like i'm in somebody's home and it smells like way too much cologne <laughs> 
I think I'd rather be in a haunted house than Hollister. And that's scarier than the haunted house. There's just these beautiful people walking and, and there's just now we need to make a merch line of things that we said in this podcast. Cause that would be a hilarious t-shirt. I'd rather be in a haunted house than a Hollister. Like what what the hell are we doing here? I know, seriously. Right? We, Let's we go make, make our own you. make our own apparel line. Let's do it right now. We could be feeding capitalism right now. Exactly. What right? are we, we doing be, here? <laughs> we could be making all of these wasteful t-shirts. Funny enough, though, um, I do have a merch line drop. I mean, I don't know when this episode's going to air, but hopefully I will have announced my merch line, which again is satirical because nobody needs a new t-shirt. <laughs> Right. Nobody needs a tote bag. I mean, I say that and then I buy another band t-shirt. Exactly. I mean, I have a like love, a- I have a love for band tees because again, they it's just like an album does, they hold that sentimental that's thing. A, yeah. In them, you know? Especially the concert ones. That's that's a whole Oh yeah. Thing. When you you have to get a t-shirt at a concert. Like no matter how much of a minimal or like anti-capitalist I am, like I'm buying that hat or I'm buying that t-shirt to remember and to, you know, you wear it to the grocery store, you're like uh, when I wasn't shopping for groceries and spending no. an insane amount of money on groceries, I was enjoying this concert. <laughs> it's like, even though I'm like gritting my teeth, pulling this 50 out of my pocket for this, yeah. <laughs> this for month. one, for yeah, <laughs> one t-shirt. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I do it for the love. <laughs> I, for the love of the music. <laughs> I swear to right. God. <laughs> Yeah, and and obviously in Tyler fashion, my the the t-shirt designs are pretty ironic. So nice, yeah, <laughs> always always good, always a good thing, Tyler. Uh, man, I I just want to say I'm so proud of you and your growth, man. Like you've come such a long way, um, since I've known you. Um, thank you, I appreciate that, and I I want you to know I always hold dear the conversations about music we've had in life that we've had, and um, thank you for having me on your show. I. I love listening to the episodes when they pop up on my phone and um, I'm hoping somebody else feels that after listening to us kind of get way too existential for, for a music podcast, but I'm glad we did it. (laughs) I I swear to God, man, Lexapro better give me some fucking money for the amount of people I'm about to get on some antidepressants after (laughs) this one. I I swear to God, man. I I should probably have that disclaimer on my album too maybe (laughs) no residuals from lexapro have been received because of this album (laughs) again a great t-shirt a great t-shirt well um you can find tyler um on a lot of different platforms um i'm gonna have the link in the description honestly if you google my name it says i'm a musical artist and i think that's one of the coolest things i'm able to say so (laughs) it's like whoa that's me (laughs) that's i that's i'm that guy (laughs) wait am i (laughs) oh am i a musical artist (laughs) yeah artist like hmm, (laughs) i like that (laughs) but yes uh please check out tyler's newest album plutonomy it's awesome you'll love it your kids will love it. Your family and friends will hopefully love it. And um, maybe your grandma will be able to listen to it the it a little bit or maybe hear a baseline or something. Yeah, if your if your grandma hears like that drum beat and she's and she's like mentioning like the the 808s, yeah, get her in the studio, bro. <laughs> you got to get her in there. You got to drop something, you know, at that point. 
there was lightning in a bottle that you got to capture but <laughs> but tyler thank you so much man for the, your time and uh, appreciate always appreciate it um thank you thank you for your time yeah you know consider you a, a very close friend and uh likewise always appreciate your um your views on things because i think you have a very interesting mindset well thanks for going down some of those rabbit holes with me uh, <laughs> and whoever's I, listening <laughs> I, I go down the rabbit hole way too many times to count so it's it's fun <laughs> i love it but thank you all for listening once again uh hopefully we'll be back in a couple weeks again with, uh, with another guest uh but again thank you tyler thank you everybody for listening peace